Well, Merry Christmas, Arrows Church. How's everybody doing tonight? Welcome to our Christmas Eve Eve service. My name is Robert. I'm the pastor of Arrows, and we are so excited to see all you guys here tonight, you and your family. Isn't this awesome? This is awesome to see everybody. I'm so glad you guys braved the, uh, the fog and, and made it out here tonight. Do you guys remember when Christmas used to be 12 days long? You remember that? Like, you know, the song and everything? And anymore, Christmas is literally 172 days long now. And I don't know about you, but for me, it's not the length of Christmas that, that wears me out. It's the complicated nature of Christmas. Christmas is complicated. Who's, who, who's with me here? Christmas is complicated. I know you know this. Let me just illustrate it to you. First off, it starts with the presents, the gifts, the unrealistic expectations we have around the gifts we give each other. There seems to be this massive gap between what retailers assume I'm buying my wife and kids versus what I'm actually buying my wife and kids. I turn on the TV, the commercial, every commercial I see is a car commercial, wants me to buy, just assumes I'm buying my wife a new Mercedes. They're new Mercedes where luxury meets practicality. Well, that's awesome. That may be true, but luxury is going to have to meet practicality in someone else's garage this year. Every ad I see, everything I get in the mail, every email ad, it just assumes I'm buying all my kids new phones, new headphones of some VR device. I'm like, no, looks like it's Lifesavers in the stockings again this year, kids. <laughs> right? There's this massive expectation gap in presence. And then there's the get-togethers. Some of you tonight are going to go home and you're going to celebrate Christmas. And then you're going to go somewhere else tomorrow and celebrate Christmas. And then you're going to go somewhere else on Christmas Day and celebrate Christmas, maybe more than one place. And we're just expected to be in all these different places. We got to go to this house for Christmas dinner. We got to go to this house for Christmas lunch. We're expected to go to our ex-step second cousin by marriage's house just so we can play that gift exchange game where everybody just argues over the rules. All the complications of Christmas. Again, let me see hands. How many of you are with me? Christmas is complicated. Here's the truth, though. Christmas has always been complicated. So yes, Christmas is complicated, but it's actually always been complicated. Go back to the very first Christmas. You have Mary and Joseph. They have to go back to their hometown to pay taxes and be counted, right? Imagine if we had to do that. You had to go back to the place you were born. There was no e-filing your taxes. You had to go back to where you were born. Oh, and you couldn't go by plane or train or, or automobile. You had to walk or ride a donkey, and you were pregnant, very, very pregnant. It was just more complicated than it needed to be. And then you have God even making it more complicated than it needed to be. Get, well, track with me here. God had literally eternity to plan for the birth of his one and only son. And the night that it happens, there's no room in the inn? Really, God? You can't call ahead, pull some strings, make a reservation? And in case you're wondering, this is how we're fairly confident God is a man. <laughs> yeah. And then you have people like King Herod, out of his own pride and selfishness and arrogance and narcissism, is literally trying to kill baby Jesus because he's afraid this little baby threatens his power. Christmas is complicated 
but Christmas has always been complicated. So I guess what I'm saying is, if you're here tonight and you're feeling like Christmas is complicated, you're in good company. You're in a safe place. If you feel like my Christmas this year seems a lot less light and a whole lot more dark, you're in good company. The original Christmas was very, very complicated and very, very dark. Literally, like it was nighttime. The Bible says that the shepherds were keeping their watch of their flocks by night. It was nighttime. It was dark outside. So it was literally dark. Also, it was figuratively dark. This was a very dark time in history. The balance of power between Rome and Jerusalem was crazy. So in every way possible, the original Christmas was very dark. Maybe some of you, you feel like you're in darkness right now. And maybe you're here simply because your family expected you to be here. And if that's you, thank you for being here. We're excited that you're here. But you feel dark emotionally. You feel dark. Spiritually, you definitely feel dark. Maybe even mentally, you feel dark. And you're not sure how Christmas can come into that. Well, Christmas is complicated, and it's always been complicated. The message of Christmas is this, guys. Into the darkness comes God's light. Into the darkness. Into the darkness of the world, into the darkness of our lives, into the darkness comes God's life. You know the story. Jesus was born. Shepherds, angels, manger. You know all that. But what, what we miss sometimes is the fact that the God of the universe, the all-powerful, can-do-anything God of the universe, sneaks into humanity in the form of a baby. I'm going to read a few verses for you tonight out of the Gospel of John. They'll be up on the screen, so don't worry about flipping there. John chapter 1, verse 1. Here we go. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Here's what I want you to see. Verse 4. Pay attention to this. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. In Christ, he was the life, and in that life was the light of all mankind. One of my favorite Christmas songs of all time is, O Little Town of Bethlehem. We sang it earlier. I love it because, one, it's just a classic. And everybody loves, not everybody, but most people love this psalm because it kind of has a lullaby feel to it, right? kind of sounds like a little lullaby. That's not why I love it. I love it because one of my love languages is, is sarcasm. And I, I, I sing this song, and I'm like, that song is straight up sarcastic. I mean, just look at the words. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy, what kind of streets? Dark streets shineth the everlasting, what? Light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Don't miss it. This is talking about the birth of God's son. The birth of God's one and only son. And what's everybody in Bethlehem doing? Snoring. They're literally drooling on their pillows. Maybe some of them are flipping through TikTok. I don't know. They missed it. The whole town missed it. God's son is born and everybody missed it. And I read that and I'm like, that's funny. That's funny right there. That's why I love that song. Into the darkness of the world, into the complicated nature of the culture, Jesus arrives. He is life. 
And in that life, he is the light of all mankind. Maybe you're thinking, my world seems dark right now. And I could use a little light in my life. And what I want you to know, what I want you to walk out of here tonight knowing is this. Jesus Christ is the light that you need in your life, whether or not you even know that. He is the light that can be in your life in what seems like insurmountable darkness to you. Because light is very powerful. Did you know that? Light is actually extremely powerful. And I want to illustrate this for you in a, in a creative way, okay? So here's what I need everybody to do. Participation. If you have a cell phone, I want you to take your cell phone out and turn on your flashlight. Okay, so take your cell phone out, turn on your flashlight. Everybody wave it to me just so I can see everybody's got that, okay? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to watch the screen, and the screen's going to give us some instructions, and you're going to interact with the screen. Some of you, I understand right now, cannot see that screen, and I'm sorry about that. So kind of move around if you can so where you can see it. And so uh, you can go ahead and put your phones down, but keep your light on, okay? So follow the instructions and respond to the screen. Let's take a look at this. Did you see it? Did you catch it? Did you see what happened? Did you feel what happened? Light is powerful. Not only did your light from your phone brighten up this room, literally, from being dark to being light. Not only did it do that, your light did something else. Your light created unity. It created connection. Now, all of you guys that still have shopping to do, you get one another. <laughs> you're looking over there, and you're like, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna meet up. We're going to tackle this thing, divide and conquer. Light is extremely powerful. I want to read one more verse from, from uh, John chapter 1. We started off, in, or we read verse 4. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Verse 5, the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. I love that verse, but honestly, I love the way King James says that better. He says, darkness is confused by the light. Darkness doesn't understand the light. Darkness in the presence of light has no category. It's like, what is this? What is this light? I, I, mean, I don't know what to do with this. Because light is that powerful. It's not that darkness is that powerful. Light is that powerful, powerful over the darkness of our lives. So guys, our hearts don't have to be like Bethlehem this year. You don't have to miss Christmas. You don't have to be found sleeping, drooling, missing the birth of our Savior. This year has been complicated. Absolutely it has. Next year is guaranteed to be complicated. It's an election year. I promise you it will be complicated. We can't undo complicated. But Jesus undid darkness with light true light. The same gift that God gave that very first Christmas is the same gift that he wants to give each and every one of us here tonight, and that is the, life, the light of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the life that we need, and that life is the light of all mankind. We don't have to miss Christmas. We've already celebrated tonight many things. We've celebrated the hope that we have looking forward to Jesus 
We celebrated the peace that we have in Christ. Yes, the peace that he brings to the world, but also the peace that he brings in us. We've celebrated the joy that we have of of Christ in us, living life to the fullest, the way we're supposed to live life. And we've celebrated love, the very love of God, the love that compelled him to give his son for us in the first place. And now we're going to celebrate Christ, the light, the light for all mankind. Guys, we don't have to miss Christmas this year. You don't have to miss Christmas this year. The answer that you're looking for, if your world seems dark, is not more stuff, not better stuff, not newer stuff, not a different person. The answer that you're looking for is life, and that life is Christ, because he is the light into our darkness. Let me pray for us. Father God, we thank you for Christmas for all that it means for us, for all that it means for the world, how Jesus Christ came into this life for mankind in in the form of a baby, but he did not stay a baby. He grew up to be a man who would die for us. And God, we celebrate that this Christmas season. So even though we're going to enjoy all the things, all the fun, all the family, all the food, all the presents, we're going to enjoy those things because you've given life for us to enjoy. God, our focus is going to be on the life of Christ and the light that he is in our darkness, how he has overcome our darkness. God, we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.